0: Welcome back to another episode of Northeastern Next. On today's episode, we have Kojo Adequay, a finance business systems analyst here at Northeastern and graduate of the College of Engineering. Keeping the motto of empowering people through financial innovation in mind, Kojo uses Northeastern's global presence to fuel his goal of making the world a better place. On today's episode, we'll talk self-discipline, the startup that helps farmers in Ghana, and the future of FinTech. Let's get into it. All right. Hello, Kojo, and thank you so much for joining Northeastern next today. We're really excited to
1: have you. Uh, thank you for having me, Thomas. Yeah. Nice to be here.
0: It's really nice to talk to somebody who's not only an alum, but also somebody who works at the university, too, because I think it's going to give us a really interesting perspective. So that's really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. So, my first question for you is is just give us a little bit of background about yourself if you don't mind. I think that would really help contextualize everything within just who is Kojo and what has Kojo's northeastern experience been so far.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I grew up in Ghana. It's in Accra, Ghana. And um finished when I finished high school there a little over a decade ago. I moved to the US where I was in indiana uh, at depauw university uh, studying environmental science and after that i worked in environmental consulting for a couple of years but then i got really excited about technology software development innovation in general and so I decided to make like a really big career transition and sort of become like a self taught like programmer software developer so I basically ended up quitting my job and you know, going to like boot camps, learning how to code, learning data science, which was quite a fun experience. After about uh, six months, I ended up working with the United Nations in Sierra Leone. This was completely unplanned. I just happened to be in Ghana for the vacation when I stumbled on the opportunity. And yeah, I got to basically work in the healthcare space, uh, building technology in the healthcare space. And it was during this time that I sort of started thinking about potentially going to graduate school. And I was after, after a few after a year, I basically worked with a web design agency for a little bit and then uh, decided to apply to Northeastern because I sort of realized there was quite a few gaps in my knowledge of software engineering. And also I was really interested in a program where I could sort of combine technical expertise with also management. And so the information systems program really looked like an excellent opportunity to be able to bridge business knowledge and technology knowledge.
0: That's awesome. So what I really want to ask you about after that answer, which I thought it was really interesting that I didn't know about you initially, but so you made a career change. And like you said, you quit your job and just made a career change and you had a lot mm-hmm. of self discipline to get into the field that you're into now. And mm-hmm. I know that's something that a lot of people either talk about or think about, but never actually do because of Mm -hmm. some sort of external fear, whatever, you know, they're afraid of maybe taking the risk. How did Mm -hmm. you overcome those fears when it came to making that decision?
1: Yeah, it was definitely a tough decision. Fortunately, my family was pretty supportive and also I had quite a few. So I'd say having a good support system of people, close friends, family who can sort of support you through that transition was helpful. But I'd say also just trying to trust yourself and really following sort of your intuition about what it is that you're really passionate about and what you're really motivated to succeed in. And I find that that helps overcome the challenges because there are like a ton of challenges coming into a field as a newbie or without prior experiences. Um, it makes it more challenging, you know, in the job search, there's a lot of, did I say, disadvantages that you have, Mm -hmm. Um, but also there are some benefits in that you sort of are able to approach the field with a fresh set of eyes. Um, You don't have sort of the same biases that people who are sort of more versed into in the traditions of the field. So I'd say it does give you a fresh perspective and allows you to be also innovative.
0: That's awesome. And I think that you really hit the nail on the head there by saying you really just need to trust yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think trusting yourself is the first step in making some kind of decision like that. But at the same time, it sounds like you had a little bit of a support system that empowered you, which is interesting because on your LinkedIn, what really jumped out to me was your profile description said that you are empowering people through financial innovation. And I really Mm -hmm. like that phrase. Do you mind elaborating a little bit on that?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, For a bit of context, in my current role, I'm currently working with Northeastern as a finance um, systems analyst. And I'm essentially helping the university um, through a major transition where it's trying to essentially upgrade all of its financial systems. Mm -hmm. So this includes everything from contract management to things like billing, budgeting, reporting, analytics. And so my current role, I'm essentially trying to Essentially, creates opportunities where we're able to automate tasks that are, you know, tedious, repetitive, that don't really add a lot of value for users, and you know, empower them to do work that is more creative, more fulfilling, more enjoyable. But also, it really helps the university in its global expansion and its plans to become truly global research university. And it's often surprising this sort of scope um of activities that a university like northeastern does it's almost like a little like a mini city because you know you've got <laughs> you know you've got things like the police departments you've got all of these labs or you know the classrooms so both within the classroom and beyond there's a ton of activities you know athletics that the university needs to that i say engage in that often have financial implications for both the school and the students and so our work is going to essentially help the university be able to grow cost effectively and be able to keep doing what it does best.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like the idea of Northeastern being a mini city. I think that's a really cool mm-hmm. way of putting it. And Northeastern does do a great job of really invoking a community aspect to the university. So is mm-hmm. that what maybe initially drew you to coming to Northeastern for your MS and in information systems?
1: Yeah, I'd say, yeah, that was definitely a big draw. The fact that it was different from other universities being global, and also just the interdisciplinary nature of the program I found to be unique because I I did look for other programs that were multidisciplinary, but I'd say Northeastern has really done well and also has sort of done that commitment through its investments in things like the, the new facility for multidisciplinary engineering, the EXP center, so all of those. Investments have definitely um, made it a really attractive place for people who are looking to, should I say, explore different fields in unique ways.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Northeastern really gives a great sense of flexibility for people looking to further their education. And I totally mm-hmm. agree with you. The the university is expanding at a rapid rate globally and it truly is becoming a global university which has been very incredible to see in real time mm-hmm. so you have your ms in information systems at northeastern and you graduated in august of 2023 correct yeah okay cool congratulations again yeah, that's awesome <laughs> and what made you want to begin working at northeastern after you received your degree from here
1: yeah that's it it was a combination of a few factors. I mean, one, I was planning on staying in Boston already, so I sort of narrowed my job search to the Boston area. Also, I re- when I sort of saw the job description, it sort of occurred to me that you know the administration side of Northeastern mm-hmm. is a much larger organization that I sort of initially assumed or expected, because you know you sort of think of a global campus or campus with a university with. Global campuses. My initial assumption was all of these campuses were sort of managed independently or, you know, individually, but not realizing that, okay, you know, there's this larger organization that essentially sort of manages everything centrally and is looking to keep expanding. So, you know, potentially with new campuses over the years and also improve its systems. I just thought that was a really interesting and unique opportunity. And I also appreciate that Northeastern itself has a pretty diverse staff and student body, uh, which I think was also a good draw. So even my team that I'm working with, you know, we're all from all over the place, which makes us stronger and you learn a lot from people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the great benefits of work, because obviously I also work at Northeastern, but I think that is one (laughs) of the great benefits of it is that it's – really a melting pot of people that work at this university and it helps give different perspectives on different problems, different Mm -hmm. perspectives on just a lot of various day-to-day things. And I think that's really Mm -hmm. cool. So if I can go back to your MS and information systems at Northeastern, I am curious because I know it's pretty clear that you have a passion for fintech and I would love to hear how, you were able to invoke that passion while getting your MS in information systems? I'd love to hear because I, I will admit I'm not too familiar with either of those. So I'm curious yeah. what the cross-discipline is there.
1: Yeah, so um, during the program, I was fortunate to be able to take courses in both software engineering and also in like business management. So it was nice Having the opportunity or the flexibility in my program to be able to do both. So, some semesters, you know, I would take like a hardcore software engineering course while also taking, you know, a course in business change management or project mm-hmm. management. And so that really gave me a unique perspective because I was able to sort of explore both interests. And also really enjoyed the program because it gave me opportunities to also explore entrepreneurial opportunities Mm -hmm. um so during the program i was i was able to do a co-op with a startup that i co-founded in ghana uh, called fluid finance and i got a grant from the sherman center which has been uh, which is an awesome entrepreneurial resource that i would definitely recommend to any student entrepreneurs. And essentially through the grants, I got grant funding to be able to work uh, full-time on my co-op for six months um, during my final year. So that was an amazing opportunity. I got to travel to Ghana. We're essentially building a credit solution for smallholder farmers. So essentially financial technology to help farmers get access to loans so that they can buy fertilizer, equipment, and those kinds of things. And so the opportunity to be able to do that. And I was also part of the idea venture lab, which we're able to also get a grant from them to support our product development and our our sales. So that was also a really useful, a useful resource that I was able to benefit from as a student.
0: That's awesome. Wow. I didn't realize that you did your co-op at your own, um, is it fair to call it a startup? I don't even know what a startup is these days. But not only that, but it sounds like your startup is really doing some pretty incredible work in Ghana. So congratulations Mm -hmm. on that. How is it fluid finance, correct?
1: Yeah. Fluid finance. Yeah. How is
0: fluid finance doing these days after you've gotten your degree?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's still doing pretty well. I believe last year was the first year that it went profitable. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're essentially helping over 5,000 farmers get access to, uh, to loans and also exploring climate insurance for the farmers Mm -hmm. so i'm no longer working on it full time unfortunately because for for personal reasons i decided to stay in boston Mm. but i sort of transitioned to an advisory role so i'm still in contact with the team and they're still working on the ground um, helping farmers
0: wow that's truly amazing and i'm glad that we were able to touch on that that's awesome Mm -hmm. so now When people hear the word fintech, they're generally like me, where they kind of have a vague idea of what it is. And I think they only look at it through a domestic lens. But obviously, you've proven to me and proven to all the listeners that it's a very, very international thing. So, on a global scale, what do you think is in store for the future of fintech?
1: That's, uh, I know that's a little bit of a question. question. Yeah, sorry about (laughs) that. (laughs) So, no, that's it's an awesome question because I, I feel like there's so many exciting and interesting trends in fintech that I think are going to be valuable in the years ahead. I guess I'll start with maybe an obvious one and then a less obvious one. Okay. So starting with AI, you know, we all know that AI has sort of become a really sort of powerful new um, wave of technology, and I think in the future it's going to essentially make building a lot of financial applications. A lot easier and cost effective for both small and large organizations. So whether that's you know using AI tools to you know leverage your software engineers to build your own sort of custom financial applications to things like you know being able to design new experiences uh, more cost effectively. Wow. Um so I think it, one big challenge that especially like more traditional finance companies have is their software is always <laughs> not the best. like it looks, you know, kind of janky. It's not always, should I say the most like effective, but so uh, I feel like what AI is going to do is help sort of raise the bar and raise the you know user experience for a lot of financial applications and enable people to do new things. Mm-hmm. I also think there's a lot of opportunities around accessibility or making financial services more accessible to people. So whether that's, you know, low-income people or people from underprivileged backgrounds, um, minorities. I believe there's a lot of opportunities there to use technology to find people who are being sort of underserved by traditional financial systems and be able to give them access to new opportunities. And I also think blockchain technology also creates a new fa- financial paradigm. There's been a lot of like speculation and crime <laughs> and other things that have gotten a lot of media attention but there is a lot of interesting use cases with the technology that can make things like creative professionals, like people who make music and arts, be able to find new ways to monetize and also be able to create opportunities for uh, people to connect with brands and also financial, should I say, investment opportunities that are sort of non-traditional or traditionally not accessible to people. So I think all of those things paint A future of FinTech where we're going to see a lot more innovation, a lot more accessibility and yeah, just generally better financial products for people and more options.
0: That's awesome. The accessibility aspect of it Mm. sounds really great. And it sounds like it's a really exciting industry to be in right now. Yeah, So definitely is. So you have worked for the the United Nations. You got your Mm -hmm. master's degree from Northeastern. You have your own startup. So you have accomplished a ton. But since this is Northeastern Next, I have to ask you, what is next for you, Kojo? Mm
1: -hmm. The short answer is I haven't figured figured out what is next (laughs) exactly. But something that I have figured out is sort of tapping back into my desire to learn about mm-hmm. the world in general and so i'm currently sort of trying to refresh my knowledge on things like math history like psychology like other fields in which i haven't aren't sort of directly related to what i'm doing but i think could be useful and i find that and i'm also sort of excited about continuing to do what i'm currently doing but at a did I say, higher level essentially mm-hmm. so essentially you know try to implement maybe larger enterprise software or more complex software. And so, yeah, I think overall continuing to learn, continuing to sort of improve my craft or my skill, and then sort of see, keep my eyes open to any um, future opportunities that, yeah, could be potentially promising or align with my interests.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, like you said, just constantly trying to be the best possible person you are whether it's just as a human being or even on a Mm -hmm. skill level i think that is the best thing that you can do and it sounds like you have a lot of great things coming your way
1: Uh, thank you so much
0: yeah of course well thank you so much for joining us today i think this was a really great episode and i really really appreciate you hopping on this call especially at the end of a work day
1: uh no problem awesome thank you kojo Uh, thank you have a good one
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Northeastern Next. Are you or do you know a Northeastern alum with a great story to tell? If so, email us at alumni at northeastern.edu to be featured on a future episode of the pod. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I'll see you the week after next.